Bro, well, let's start. There we go. You know, I got problems with technology here. Welcome, my friends, to a show that seemingly apparently never ends. Well, if you keep going to patreon.com slash the stomper, it won't. It's the U-G-S Robinson. Show. It's a little hot in this little sweat box. If I pass out in the middle of the show, as happened before, just text me in a few minutes to find out if I'm all right, and then call 911. Stop it! Sorry. For those of you who didn't see that coming, this is show number Z. Six, eight, or if you're in Europe, eight. I'm your host, Eugene S. Robinson. I need a little platform to put the laptop on. Right here is the platform. Two box. This is V68. Yeah, I think it's probably, you know, I've gone kind of esoteric lately. I think this is going to be straight up UFC 238 from beginning to painful end. But first, got to hear the words of the immortal Bob Riley from Stigmata. The record is called Calling of the Just. The song is called Intro, All of Nothing. Still available from Revelation Records if you go online. They use their search bar to find it. Intro. All nothing, calling on the just. Bob Riley has been singing the words that kick us off 2007. Listen. I'm on my way back to nowhere. But I could not see so clear. The real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. So being paid back in full, always nothing. All right, all right. I, I would buy the record if I was used, just because I'm definitely curious as to what the hell the whole rest of the record sounds like. Anyway, let me put in, hey, you know what? You know why the lights are good and I'm no longer stacking them on top of a space heater and a pile of blankets in a room that's like a sweat box? Because Roma Raider came through and not only do we got the blue balls, that uh, courtesy of Roma Raider, a listener, viewer just like you, but he also thankfully purchased on his scant salary because he cares about the finer points of production of this show, some stands I got here. So I don't have to have the lights on the floor. So thank you, Roma Raider, to dedicate the show to him. Uh, you too could, oh, there we go. I think, I think I'm, I'm being heard correctly. Uh, you too could also be part of the production if there's something that you don't like, like the fact that I have the computer on a fucking uh, shoebox. I don't know how these other cats do it. How does Hogan do it? I think he has, let's see, he's got, 
he has a mounted camera. He's got a couple, and he's got a studio guy. That, you know, I'd have to have somebody hanging around here. Some people have offered, but the schedule is too fucking random for me to be able to, like, like already I trained today. I went running, did a sauna. I did the care, don't care. It's jam-packed. With, I did some work shit. Uh, so anyway, but let's get to it before I pass out because the heat is oppressive here. And of course, after all that stuff, I've eaten nothing and I have a sweatshirt on. You don't need to hear about my personal problems. And I'm not complaining. I'm just noting. Anyway, this is UFC. Uh, I'm sorry. This is uh, V68, UFC 238. Uh, some housekeeping. After I said what I said about a maze take via patreon.com. Some of you stepped up. Some of you have said, I don't like Patreon, Eugene, but I want to support the show. So you uh, PayPal me shit. Uh, the PayPal address is uh, P-I-N-K-O and uh, P-I-N-K-O Pinko 95014 at yahoo.com. That is a PayPal address. If you don't want to be bothered with Patreon, you can use that one. I'll, I'll take a nickel. I'm not fucking proud about cash because I know some of this stuff has got to be paid for. Thank God for Roma Raider to help us. Uh, the other housekeeping. Uh, if you uh, follow me at Eugene S. Robinson on Twitter, all the Aussie articles like today, there's a sex article. Those of you who had questions, you can send them to Eugene at OzzyOzzy.com. Some of you have already. Thank you. God love you. I don't like making stuff up, so it just means I harass people uh, endlessly. You, you got, I have the sex life. You sex life pretty cool. What the fuck are you talking? Oh, you, you have any problems? You could, I'm like a beggar for sex problems. And it doesn't even have to be sex problems. Of course, I've been attacked by the polyamorous community because they think I don't know what I'm talking about, dumbasses. You know what? I will not be hounded out of my sex composition because people don't think heterosexual men know shit about shit. Fuck you. Blow me. How's that for sex advice? So uh, anyway, uh, this week, so today that's happening. If you follow me at Eugene S. Robinson, you've already read the sex column for today. Uh, I, I have a piece on O.J. Simpson coming up on Ozzy.com this week, as well as a piece on, on something I've never uh, written before, and it's about my uh, divorce for Father's Day. A cheery, a cheery topic because you can be, rely on me for those. So that's the end of housekeeping. Patreon.com slash the stomper. If you want to put a dollar down a month and forget about it, use that. Otherwise, use Pinko, P I N K O 95014 at yahoo.com and you can, you can uh, donate money that way for sure. Anyway, let's get to this. And we're going to start at the top because you know that's where we got to start. And it's in the title of the show. UFC 238, and let's go backwards in time. The last thing I remember before everything went black was Henry Cejudo standing in the cage talking to Joe Rogan, snatching defeat from the jaws of victory by saying, I am the greatest of all time. There are none better than me. And I don't know if you listened to the change in the temperature of the room, but that temperature of the room vis-a-vis -vis the, the the auditorium in Chicago auditorium the stadium or wherever the fucking fight was 
the fight center or wherever. I don't, I don't think that I've ever heard as large a group of the, the temperature change among and amidst as large a group of people in my entire life. In my entire life. And I've seen rock and roll meltdowns, the guys from the violent femmes calling, you know, the violent femmes of all people calling some woman who jumped on the stage, a stage dive off into the audience, a stupid fat bitch. Wonder where their career went. I guess you forgot who your audience was, man. I've seen stage meltdowns, Cat Williams. I've seen Bill Burr. I've seen stage meltdowns. Never have I seen anything like this. Roll it back, listen to it, listen to the temperature change in the room. Now, I wanna be very careful about how I parse this out because I was one of those guys, I remember going through this phase when I was about six or seven, when we'd have school projects, it was called the false modesty phase. And we'd all been drawing and stuff and people would say, oh, what are you drawing? Well, I'm drawing a cow and I go, oh, your cow is much better than mine. Oh, really? yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, what did, how'd you do it in math? Oh, I'm so bad at math. You're much better at math. It's really weird. I mean, in six, when I was six or seven years old, I was like third grade. I was nine in fourth grade. So you're like second grade. And finally I decided it's disgusting. It is disgusting. Now, my, my drawing may not be the best drawing in the world, but it certainly deserves notice for giving me pleasure. And I'm okay. It, you won't hear me. I'm not going to castigate somebody for having for feeling good about themselves. That whole fucking uh, uh, what is that? What what is the word that I'm looking for? That whole Calvinist thing. That whole you know Judeo-Christian weirdness about pride goeth before a fall and being excessively prideful. What does that mean? Excessively prideful. My criticism. My criticism is not based on that. You know, uh, my, my, my criticism, it, it, uh, listen, you, to be where you are, somebody, I remember somebody describing some venture capital guy as a visionary, and they didn't mean it as a compliment. They meant he's seeing stuff that's not there. Now, the, the, the ability to, to visualize stuff, to see, I, I have come to the conclusion that single-handedly, you can alter your reality by willing it. And yet I do not stand in front of trains. Correct? You can will it, but I do not stand in front of fucking trains. So it is like a wave. You've heard people talk about surfing or any sport that involves nature. They said if you're gonna if you think you're gonna fight against nature, you're gonna fucking lose. And they just did this week, they found out that there is a, a physical limitation to endurance sports. They actually have a number assessed to it about how much the body can burn, how many calories before you just, you got your 24-hour marathons, your 48-hour marathons, your De Death Valley marathons. They say, yeah, keep doing it. Your, bo your body is a finite measure of your abilities. This might be an infinite, infinite measure for those just listening. I am tapping a pipe on my forehead to indicate that the head might be where you appreciate in the fir firstly the concept of infinity or 
or that place beyond the finite, but it doesn't mean it happens here. What are you texting me? Uh, okay, well, I, I, I can't really read it now. I love it. Seems like a good point. Hold on. It's, it's Mr. BC. Uh, yeah, okay, right. That, that, I'll make that point as I'm about to finish out this point. So, uh, so I can conceive of it here, but the idea is to, it's a football game of yards and markers to get yourself closer. I had a friend who was a drug addict. He was moaning and groaning about how miserable he was being a drug addict. I go, man, it could be some guys got it. Like it was a derivation of wizard speech from taxi driver. You know, one guy's a plumber and that becomes what he does. You know, you could be your role in this whole fucking passion play is drug addict. Be the best drug addict you can be. He goes, that doesn't make any fucking sense at all, much like Travis Bickle. I go, it's what you are. So play your incrementalism game. Man, it's like last week I did a bunch of crack and, 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 and a bunch of heroin. This week I'm going to expand. I'm going to whatever, excel. That's what my presidential platform is about. CSA, compulsory self-advancement. If your finish line for this life is two feet away from your fucking starting line, you have fucked up. So visualizing your future in, in, in a way that, like, people go, Eugene, man, you've done so much stuff. How you've managed to do it? You know how I managed to do it? By saying yes to everything. Now that's led me down weird sex addiction roads. And fortunately, I have an obsessive personality, not an addictive personality, so not a lot of drug addiction roads or alcohol addiction, but whatever, we all have our things. But saying yes to everything makes a lot of sense. Like when I got the job at Apple, I purposefully took a wrong turn on my way to my first day at Apple. I was fucking terrified. Don't know why. Never happened before. Like a type of stage fright, knock on wood, never happened before. I was thinking I could turn around, I could go back to Nikon, and they would give me my job back on the spot. And I thought about Woody Allen, the sexual molester. And he said, look, 98% of everything is just showing up. I go, all I got to do is show up. I can visualize just showing up. Got back on the freeway, made the right turn, got to my first day at Apple. Best professional decision I've ever made in my life. So when I see the former crown-wearing, cape-wearing lunatic, Henry Sejudo, yeah, 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 no, it's pronounced Sejudo. Take my word for it. Standing in the cage after the fight where people are cheering and he's caught up in the moment. Now, you know what I said. I said, hey, look, irrational exuberance. We'll give it to a guy. Let him have it. Let him have it until Wednesday. See how we talk. But Cejudo has been crazier, crazy about this shit since prior to Wednesday. You don't tell us you are the greatest of all time. We tell you. We tell you. And, and, and Mr. BC's point came in as the show was going on. No Google. This is without Googling, he says. In his lifetime, Holyfield, Spinks, Len Sugar Ray Leonard, Roy Jones Jr., Floyd Mayweather, and De La Hoya are combat athletes that won gold medals and world titles in multiple weight classes. So get the fuck out of here with that. You were certainly not as accomplished as any of those cats right there. 
So take your gold medal, stick up your butt. So what about this rubs, what rubs you the wrong way? Let's go back in time. Now we're going to step into the fight itself. And somebody raised a point, and I hate to say it because I hate to say it, right? Like there's certain, like I got into an argument with a guy at jujitsu about uh, 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 about being on time, and he goes, "You're always late." I go, "I'm never late." He goes, "You're always late." I go, "Don't you understand why I'm never late? I can be a lot of things in life, but I can't be the late black guy. Can't, right?" Like, if you're a Mexican, you cannot be a lazy Mexican guy. If you're Jewish, you can't be the cheap Jew. You can't, you just can't, you just can't. If you're, you know, you're Asian, you gotta drive well. You just can't yield to these fucking stereotypes. I know a guy, a friend of mine, Lance Wong, and he actually went to a driving, like one of these defensive Joey Chitwood driving schools where you can drive backwards at 90 miles an hour, spin, and then turn the car on two wheels and all that shit. I go, why would you do that? Well, that's a lot, man. He goes, I want to show people. Like, all right. So we got into a, we got into a, a, an argument about, uh, so about timeless. So I said, I don't want to be on time. I can't be, can't be that guy. Can't be that, the, 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 the late Negro. Other things I'm okay with. The dancing and the sexy thing. The, I'll take those. But the late thing, I'm not going to take that. So, what? and I, I reference this to say, if you can think of a single, a single Brazilian fighter who has done fundamentally, give props or props to do, fundamentally what Cejudo did, Cejudo did, which is to face a whole shit ton of adversity, dig down deep and come up with a prize, I'd like to see him. There's something about certain national characters, and it's not just Brazilians. I've seen it happen with Poles. Well, this is Karolina Kovakovich kind of kind of lays it. In other words, any any nation that's been fucked over. I've seen it happen with the Irish. Show me, show me. Show me a, a, a McNuggets fight where he's had to face that. Uh, 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 he's what? Uh, no, that's not Nate in the picture. You dumbass! I got. I'll give a present to whoever guesses who that is with me in the photo. Not Nate. I, I don't. I love Nate. I don't hate Nate. Uh, that's Mike Hager, twenty twenty, also known as Vic Rodriguez. Come on, man. No, it's not Nate. Uh, humble bragging. What is this? <laughs> now you guys realize you could get old of this. Yeah. So anyway, um, I haven't seen McNuggets ever like dig down and just kind of gut it out. I've met, you know, and it takes a certain type of character to do that, right? And they did a study of uh, Ivy Leagues, Ivy League schools. And I could be getting this wrong, but I'm going to try to get it right. They've done a study of uh, Ivy League schools. And what they found out is that who do you think did best? Again, starting line, finish line. And they studied like decades of these people. Who do you think did best? Was it the legacy kids whose parents went fourth generation Harvard kids who came? Or is it kids who came in upper middle class wealthy kids? 
Was it poor blue collar kids? I would make the claim most of the kids I went to high school with who came in fucking skin blue collar kids got a chance to go to the best one of the best high schools in the nation. They kicked ass and they came out of it winning. But I'm not talking about that. From school to school, Ivy League school to Ivy League school, they found out that consistently the people who did better later on in life were athletes. Which is why this talk about kind of affirmative affirmative athlete action uh, uh, it irks people because it's like, why are you letting underqualified football and basketball players in with in the in the if you want to do something that accrues to the benefit of the university consistently? consistently been athletes because they're used to facing adversity, digging down deep and coming up with, with, but if you're, if you're fighting for fucking sandwiches, it might work against you because everything that you've seen, everything has been part of your national character. Everything that everything has told you is that you're never going to make it. Never, ever. And that's very much part of the whole UK psyche. You guys in the UK, you got to back me up on this. You know, this is why they hate fucking Trump so much, right? Somebody just wrote this great piece about why they hate Trump, which I'm going to, I will actually read to you. And I don't want to read too much stuff because it'll put me over, but I want to read. Let me, I'll read a little bit of it. Uh, A friend, a sports agent extraordinaire, Salvador Russo said it to me. And it said, um, and this ties into what I'm talking about. So you'll have, uh, it's written by Nate White, a British writer, and it's, it's in response to the question, why do some people not like Donald Trump? And he answers, a few things spring, spring to mind. Trump lacks certain qualities which the British traditionally esteem. For instance, he has no class, no charm. This is all editorial. So you, we could argue these points, but that's not what I'm getting to. I'll, get, I'll tell you when I get to it. He's got no class, no charm, no coolness, no credibility, no compassion, no wit, no warmth, no wisdom, no subtlety, no sensitivity, no self-awareness, no humility, no honor, and no grace. All qualities, funnily enough, with which his predecessor, Mr. Obama, was generously blessed. So for us, the Brits, the stark uh, contrast does rather throw Trump's limitations into embarrassingly sharp relief. Plus, we like a laugh. We're getting close to the point. And while Trump may be laughable, he has never once said anything wry, witty, or even faintly amusing, not once ever. I don't say that rhetorically. I mean it quite literally. Not once, not ever. And that fact is particularly disturbing to the British sensibility. For us, to lack humor is almost inhuman. Coming up to it. But with Trump, it's a fact. He doesn't even seem to understand what a joke is. His idea of a joke is a crass comment, an illiterate insult, a casual act of cruelty. Uh, Trump is a troll, and like all trolls, he is never funny, and he never laughs. He only crows or jeers. And scarily, he doesn't just talk in crude, witless insults. He actually thinks in them. His mind is a simple bot-like algorithm of petty prejudices and knee-jerk nastiness. There is never, this is it. There is never any underlayer of irony, complexity, nuance, or depth. It's all surface. Pause for that. Some Americans might see this as refreshingly upfront. Well, we don't. 
we see it as having no inner world, no soul. And in Britain, we traditionally side with David, not Goliath. All our heroes are plucky underdogs. Robin Hood, Dick Whittington, Oliver, Oliver Twist. Uh, and I'm not going to, it goes on and on. Um, da, 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 da. Um, let me see if there's a, he makes a point more succinctly what I'm getting to. Um, after all, uh, without staring into the abyss, he turns, he turns being artless into an art form. He is a Picasso of pettiness, a Shakespeare of shit. Um, and it goes on and on and on. The point is the charm and, and the, the appalling charm of Henry Cejudo has to do with the fact that he believes this shit. Now, I did a festival in, in, in Bern, Switzerland, with Michael Vertmuller. And we got into an argument. I, I did the vocals. He wrote the composition. I did the vocals. The backing band was this band called Steamboat Switzerland. And in a casual way, it worked out really badly. He sent me 60 pages of the score. I showed up not having learned it. I don't read music. He got angry. So what do you what do you do? I, I, I tried to show it to some people. They were like, I don't know. It's like, seems like 16 measures of playing one note. I don't know what he's talking about. So I figured I'd go over there and figure it out. 17 hour rehearsal days. We did it. They were paying me five five thousand euros to do it. Happy to do it, but you know, heavy duty. So we're sitting at a cafe later, and I said something about, "Well, you know, it's good you got me. I'm a genius." And he turns to me in all seriousness. He goes, "You're not a genius. I'm a genius." I go, "No, my friend, I'm the fucking genius." It got heated enough where I thought it was going to come to fisticuffs. You got you know me well enough to know I was fucking joking. This Swissman. Absolutely was not joking. The reviews come out. The journal of note for this type of modern music, modern classical composing, noise music, whatever, was the Wire magazine. And in Wire magazine, they said that the score and the composition was boring and workmanlike. And then Eugene appeared, confirming the enduring power of Eugene's vocal musical genius. I know from having talked to his wife afterward that if I had been anywhere in Berlin around the time that came out, he would have tried to murder me. Now, is Eugene a cynical opportunist or is he a true believer? Well, I'm chock full of irony. And I happen to see that this is temporary, finite, and fundamentally, to a certain degree, ridiculous. I realize that. It, being, you know... Being able to sing for 50 minutes and, and, and win the approval of music fans is worth what? Nothing will soften the, soften the hammer and coffin. I will die just like you. If I, if I were to say that to Sejudo, he would say, not just like me, my friend. I'm a winner. You are not. And I would say, really? Let's take baby Cejudo and put baby Cejudo in a field next to baby Eugene and come back 100 days later and see which of us are still alive. We would both be dead. So your winning is based on, well, I got this gold medal. 
that's nice. You accomplished a lot. He's like, in a rare moment of insight, he might say to you, he might say, hey, man, hey, man, I'm just trying, like Lou Reed said to Terry Gross when she questions it, I'm just trying to make the rent. Trying to make the rent. Trying to make the rent. Simple. I, we will never see that insight. And you can see the gleam. Look, there's a guy, I'm not going to mention his name because he threatened to sue me over the fight book, and I decided I will never publicly mention this prick's name again. But there's a guy who I finally figured out to a certain degree the key to why he was as good as he was. He's a martial arts instructor of, of, at one time, even though he's widely now, he has to pay these, these uh, uh, um, reputation uh, uh, cleaners because people are lambasting him as a shuckster, uh, huckster. Um, but he was deathly afraid of losing because he couldn't embrace whatever losing in the cage or the ring or the mat, what it told him about himself. Now, don't, coming from an, uh, an aggressive egomaniac like myself, you have to understand the benefits of this. Even when I'm losing, in my mind, I'm thinking, this guy's not shit. Oh, sure, he's beating me. In the, oh, he's choking me out. Oh, ho, ho. you think you're better than me? Yeah, Joe Pesci stuff. You're not better than me. You're the same carbon hydrogen piece of shit, dust in a grave in 200 years as I am. You're nothing. Philosophical insight and distance. It's hard to take some guys, but I think he's out of his mind, which means he should get a pass. He's out of his mind in a way that fundamentally suits him. They did a study before they busted him for steroids, a Lance Armstrong. And they said, if Lance Armstrong had become a golfer, surfer, volleyball player, he wouldn't have succeeded. He happened to choose a, a sport that was perfectly suited to his physiognomy. Many of us don't have that option. I swam for years. And I'm a good swimmer, but I'm not competition good. My thing was long distances. I won some. I lost some. I was probably 500. 500 at the 500. Won some, lost some. I did it. My mom liked it, you know, for whatever reason. Didn't like wrestling, so I wrestled less than I swam. Better suited to wrestling, whatever. I think he's found his place, and he's living his best life, and it helps to have a positive self-image. But based on my spies who trained with Cejudo, Cejudo in Arizona, this guy's belief system is 360 degrees. So I don't know if you've ever been with somebody who's, I, I interviewed this woman who was a, uh, a, a patient of Dr. Joseph Mengele's. I need for Ozzy Confidential, I Eva uh, Clark. And she talked about getting off the transport train at Auschwitz. And she talked about the German soldiers that were there on the, on the platform. And she was 10 years old at the time. They got her in, finally in 1944. And she said the Nazis, they, these masters of the universe, the way they strutted around, around the, the platform where they were making the selection. And the selection was crucial. This is where they easily, three quarters of the people off those trains were going to die within 10 minutes of getting off that fucking train. Lording over. It reminds me of Billy Bathgate, where I think that's a movie with uh, Dustin Hoffman and Bruce Willis, 
And Bruce Willis is sitting on the back of a boat with his feet in concrete, about to be thrown over the boat. And he's like saying, oh, you know, philosophically, this is not. And Dustin Hoffman just looks at him and goes, in the scheme of, in the greater scheme of things, would you rather be where you are or where I am? And I think a, a Nazi defense could be fundamentally, like she interviewed a, a Nazi doctor, Hans Munch. And she told me about the talk. He goes, look, I was not a member of the Nazi party, but I want to be a doctor. And to be a doctor, I had to be a member of the Nazi party. So I joined. And they said, we're going to send you to Oswiecim, which is the, the name of the town that Auschwitz is in. It's, you know, the Polish name for Auschwitz. And he thought, oh, this is great. He moved his family out there to crack off. And then they said, we're going to go see a place, see if we get a place close to the job site. He gets out there, tells his friend, no, 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 you stay in Krakow. He knew it was fucked up. The guy is riven with guilt now. Many weren't. Klaus Barbie wasn't. Our job. But the reality of it was, they could easily say in their defense, like Munch would have, if I had the choice to be the guy with the gun or the guy in the gas chamber, I think I'd choose to be the guy with the gun. Even though the weight of guilt is greater. It's very anti-Christian. Turning the other cheek, that's not, no, fuck it. If I got to go, I'd rather be the guy with the gun. Which makes you guilty and complicit and regretful. I mean, the cleaner person is the person who died. My point is, circling back, my point is that this has served Sejudo well. Man, this is, you, you, I'm sorry, this is, this is light. I'm, um, I'm lighting up. Uh, <laughs> You guys are like, like, I know you want to participate because I'm thinking that you felt it as well. I mean, the point is that, that the positivity, the visual, the visual positive, the ability to see a goal and achieve it and to grind through it and, and to make a, a, a mid-course adjustment, to dig down deep and to come up with something great is great, but it's not just you. If you were more of an artist, martial artist, you would realize that part of it has to do with standing out of the way, opening up, again, that, that the show we did on the meditative thing, the thought transmission, precognitive thought and out-of-body experiences. Close your eyes and clear the way for the divine. Meister Eckhart and his commentaries on the book of John talked about ebolitio, ebolitio, the flowing out of the divine essence. And you had to be a virgin in the soul. That doesn't mean you can't be without sin. It just means for that moment, brief moment in time, you have to abnegate self enough that you're able to be filled with divine essence, vision of your future, whatever it is. And the biggest thing standing in the way of Sejudo is Sejudo. Because stood in that cage and lost more fans than he gained. He fought a great fight. And uh, Marias, there's some conspiracy uh, suspicion around Marias as to whether, uh, you know, why did he fade so fast? Is it the Brazilian thing of folding or, you know, um, uh, you know, look, it just, it seems to be suspicious to set the guy up as a two belt champ. No, I'm not seeing that. And I think Marias wanted to win. I just think that, or, or no, somebody was saying, don't you think that was a fast stoppage? Yeah, I kind of thought that. I'm not stopping. I, as a rule, if I'm a ref, I'm not stopping any fight after I hear the 10-second clapper. Like I say when I'm training jiu-jitsu, everybody here can hold their breath for 20 seconds when we're 20 seconds from the end. Do not fucking tap. 
Well, chokes are only part of what you might tap from. You know, you can't keep your arm from getting broken in 20 seconds, but you can take eight seconds of fucking punches. So that is stinky, not suspicious, just stinky. But it is clear, the bald one has pointed the way to what's happening. And what he said is, you know, he said, not to be unkind to Demetrius, he's like, in other words, he's like, he sat at the top of the division, squelching the fucking division, and we tried everything to sell this cat, and we couldn't sell him to you all. You weren't having it. No matter what we did, you all were not having it. Remains to be seen. I don't know of anybody who's got less charisma than Chuck Norris, but they pushed and they pushed and they pushed and they pushed until Chuck Norris became a fucking Walker Range, Texas Ranger. He got his deal. You go watch Enter the Dragon. Jim Kelly has got way more charisma than Chuck than Chuck Norris ever did. But something he fucked he fucked with somebody, or maybe it was the Cejudoisms that you know that I'm just the greatest, the best. They kind of fucked him over. Never made it. Never got. Never got that look. I don't know how much effort they put. The bald one to go. You fucking goof. Shut up. Maybe in this instance, I don't know how much effort they put. And and Demetrius was his own enemy. I didn't like the guy that much either. I didn't like him until he did that fucking what was throw and the flying arm bar. There's some shit that was mighty jujitsu stuff. Give me you give me ten years. I'm not doing that stuff. And I'm not talking about ten years in the future. I'm talking about ten years back. Twenty years back, Eugene Robinson's not doing that. So it's like for whatever reason, you know. Believe me, I'm in a position where I've heard that. If you're not going to Ozzy.com, Ozy.com slash confidential and listening to the whole first season, you're not helping me because fundamentally what they said is, ah, we expected the numbers to do better. I want you to regroup, make the second season hotter, see if we can get good numbers on it. It's on you. Okay. What kind of numbers were good? What kind of, well, we couldn't sell against it. Salesforce was a little nervous about just go after the outlaw brands, Harley Davidson, Jim Beam, the da 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 da. You can't, you can't, you can't convince salespeople. Why? Well, I understand it. Salespeople are in for the nut. I start at zero at the beginning of the month, and whatever number I have at the end, I either hit it or I don't, and that's it. And I start at zero the first day of the month. So help me out. Go to ozy.com/confidential. I understand. It. I'm in the same position. Whether or not they gave me any help is not it. Is not material. What's material is I sat around and I didn't visualize hard enough and I let it happen that the, that the, the, you know, sales couldn't sell it, make it so that they cannot not sell it. But at the same time, Demetrius is trying to do that. He's got to train. He's got to raise his family. He's got to answer these continual calls from the UFC about this and that media obligations. He seemed happy as fuck to be leaving that stuff behind. And you haven't heard a peep of him to indicate that he feels bad about it. Haven't heard of Pete from Rose Namajunas either, right? They get a little piece. They can go get ice cream. They can walk around. They can train. They can do the things that made it fun for them. Gotcha. Henry, in his effort to stamp on our faces this idea that he is the best ever, will do. He'll show up in a cape. He'll show up with a crown. Like somebody t- tweeted me during the fights, and I'm sorry, I didn't go to the wine bar last night. It, it got complicated. Like I, one of the teammates had a 50th birthday party, trained, ran, went to his party. Going to go over to Sorrell's to watch the fight because he already had it. 
but he does it on Brazilian TV, which he gets for free. And then it's all in Portuguese. I can't understand it. I was going to go to wine bar. And, uh, my kid is, uh, was, you know, trying to do a teenage thing and sneak a party over at the, at the house. So I had to get out of the school. I'm just going to go over there. And if I'm watching on the phone, then I can't tweet at the same time. It's a longer story, but I, I don't have time to go into it. So with with uh, uh, um, uh, with uh, uh, Sejudo, he's done everything that they wanted him to do. Why? Because it's like, what, what did somebody once say to me? He said, my mother never wanted it to be said that her children were overworked. Out, out, no, not outworked. You might, there are plenty of people who are smarter than you. There are plenty of people with this and that. But if you put in the work, It'll be hard to deny you. And clearly, Sajudo so, so is not going to do that. Put on the crown? Yes, sir. Put on the cape? Yes, sir. Dig down deep? I got to. Make those adjustments? I got to. Why well, not playing this game? You know, it, it was maybe pride. Let me see how good I am. I'll play this guy's game. Oh, oh, he thinks he's a bar. And he's like, you know, I'm just going to beat this fucker up. I'm going to beat him up. What can I do? I can take him down. Get him in the corner, nullify a portion of his jujitsu, and start to rattle his bones by elbowing him in the face. That shit will work. It might just work, and it did. In Henry Sejudo, I think you see ultimately the company mad. He embodies the virtues of the organization, and in that, he is a UFC. The UFC is him. I don't think the bald one ever expects to get the same kind of problem and grief out of Sejudo that he got out of, uh, out of McNuggets. No way. Or Johnny Boney Joni, no way. What do you think that guy's like to hang out with? Well, based on my spies in Arizona, he's like monomaniacal devotion to what he's doing. Perfect. Perfect athlete. I had a friend who interviewed De Niro back when De Niro was like the raging young bull. And he was like, man, it was really weird. What's that? He's like, there's no there there. I mean, it's great to see how he's aged because he's actually like he's a person now. But back in the 70s or the early 80s, De Niro was just like look any looking for a port in the storm. His personality hadn't congealed around. It's like that line from that movie, that horror movie, The Stepfather, where they catch him in a lie and he kind of goes, wait a minute, who am I here? He wasn't sure. The Hudo is whoever the bald one says he is. Because that's the way you win. Coachability. So it supports a dominant paradigm that I don't know we're comfortable with, which is fundamentally you do what the dictator says and you'll be okay. History has proven that to be largely correct until they lose the war. The war in this instance is for our love and affection. Love and affection. And I don't think, you know... Like my Romanian bodybuilder friend, did you win? He goes, the love of the people. That's what I want, the love of the people. Cool, man. Cool. That's cool. Love of the people. I like that. Now, there might be some Sejudo fans out there. I'd like to hear from you. But you got to understand that that speech was tone deaf, and I'd like you to explain to me why it was not. If he's still making those noises, I'm willing to give it to him. In the name of in the name of uh, uh, post fight exuberance, and I'll be willing to give it to him straight up until Wednesday. But I'm predicting that after Wednesday, he's going to be talking the same smack, and I don't think it's a good look. 
I'm not saying the false modesty of, of the seven-year-old Eugene's class is something that's going to work. I find it distasteful. I don't think you should hide your light under a bushel, as they talk about in the Bible. But, man, Jesus Christ, stop it. I am the greatest of all time. Really? I say you're not. We get into a fist fight like me and Bert Mueller in Bern, Switzerland. It almost happened. But anyway, so uh, uh, good win on him. Uh, any fight that he's get, he's single-handedly rescued featherweight because people are suddenly interested in whatever he does. He goes left. He's got a good fight. He goes right. He's got a good fight. He's making the claim that he's going to go up to 145 and take that too. Perfectly conceivable. Glad to see it happen. But I think with him, I just have to not listen to the post-fight commentary. And I can't listen to the pre-fight comment. I can't fundamentally listen to him. Maybe that's the key. I, that might rescue it. What he does in the cage, things of wonder. Outside, man, it's a horror show. Anyway, going back through this, uh, Valentina Svechenko, Jessica I was somebody who I was perfectly glad to see beaten as well. You know, you can see when she's walking in, when she's walking in kind of normal, and then she realizes the can the right light and the camera must have come on, and she starts doing this sexy strut that Joe Hogan calls, oh, she's coming in with swagger. Nobody has ever successfully convinced me that they were sexy by telling me they were sexy. Her whole shtick, you're looking at my butt, Joe. Oh, you're, God damn it. I, you know, I know you've got to create heat and light around your persona, but to stop it, it's embarrassing. Now, there might be people out there who think you're sexy. I'm sure your email says that. You, you know, you do realize that, that, you know, I mean, we've talked about this before. With, uh, with some of my, there's a fight team that I know, uh, they'll remain nameless, where everybody on the fight team has become like sex addicts. And the same attention they applied to fighting, they applied to like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, this last weekend, man, I am like, six or eight with different women, 14 women outside my, my door, nigga. And it became like a competitive, and so I told somebody else, I go, oh, those guys are just trying to buoy their sense of self-importance. I go, no, 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 it's like any addiction. Nobody, I think a crackhead is trying to, is trying to put, fucking put something on the books. Oh, it's a drug, it's dopamine. You gotta get it. So, uh, um, so she comes in and she's like, "Ah, I'm so great, I'm so great, I'm so great." And uh, and she got she her last comment in the cage before she was ushered out of the cage was one of the best ones. Did I get knocked out? I say this having been that person. Knocked out at the end of, in the underground MMA where I started. I was about 40. Knocked out the end of the first round as the bell rang. I told everybody I tripped. Of course, having to watch the video later was fucking painful and humiliating. It's all right. We got to have these moments every now and then. Took the second round. The bell rang, and the guy had mercy on me and just choked me out. Chris Sanford from the first uh, season of The Ultimate Fighter is the guy who did this to me. She got knocked out. She said, did I get knocked out? And that was a Valentina Svechenko, masterful, masterful, wonderful to see. And her Spanish was fucking flawless and really great to hear. Tony Ferguson versus Cerrone. We talked about this in the Care Don't Care, even though that's turned into like, a, not only do we look at the fights that come up, we also look at the fights. But you guys fucked up. You fucking hurt Steph's feelings. That's all I got to say. Okay. She didn't offer any commentary. She goes, I'm just going to be the moderator today. I'm taking a lot of heat in the comments. I don't want to be that person. It's like, ah, 
Some people have in their hearts that punk rock shit. I thrive on not being liked. It's like what they said about that guy. He goes, you know you're in trouble where they don't like you and they're glad to see you. I don't like, you know, not you, but, you know, guys who try to troll me. It's like, yeah, I don't like you. And I'm glad to see you because no matter how much you dislike me, I dislike you 10 times more. And they say the opposite, the opposite of, 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 of love isn't hate. It's indifference. At least I'm not indifferent. We're on the same side. We're on the opposite side of love coin, but it's still a coin. It's got love on it, baby. You know how many people have started out fucking hating me and have come around and we're friends? Many. In actual real life, not just online. Many. Fucking hate that fucking guy. Usually from them to me. Yeah, I mean, if you got a sense of humor, man, you could be a fucking serial killer, and this has been my lifelong thing. I'm fine. Shit, fuck, man. That guy's funny. I just killed about 10 people. Ah, yeah, yeah, but he's he's hilarious. I've been willing to forgive a lot for a good sense of humor. A lot. So uh, Valentina, she was great. Tony Ferguson, Donald Cerrone. Uh, I think uh, uh, Ferguson is like, he's one of those cats now, almost to Abraham and Strauss, almost to AS, almost to always something guy, you know, and, but this something wasn't him, but he, you know, he got himself to the spot where he said, you know, um, be careful. We got himself to the spot where he said some shit like uh, when Rogan goes to interview him and he says, uh, talk to Donald. As it, like I said, you know, they call bullshit on me on the Care Don't Care preview. But I, I said, listen, would you want Tony Ferguson driving your bus? Would you want him piloting your airplane? Fuck that. Would you want him as a cook in your restaurant? With, fuck that. A waiter. Nah, I know crazy people. I have a lot of crazy friends. Some would say that I have been crazy at odd times. But I've been consistent in my craziness. There's also the other type of craziness that's inconsistent. You know how many restraining orders I've had against me? Zero. It doesn't mean I haven't done weird shit. I used to be the master of that. My buddy, I climbed through his window at like 5 o'clock in the morning. My intent was to beat him to within an inch of his life. For reasons that I'm not going to stay here. And somebody sits up and goes, oh, my God. Who? It was his sister who's staying over at his place. And I was like, oh. And then his girlfriend sat up. She was in the room with him, too. She goes, oh. She goes, Eugene? I was like, oh. Uh, how you guys doing? I climbed up the side of the building, creeped into his window, like I had my legs slung over his windowsill. Come into his room and they like, Eugene. I go, uh, uh yes. You know, what, what are you doing? Ah, that's what I was asking you. And they're like, man, it was like five in the morning, we're sleeping. He's like, oh, okay. I tell you what, I'll come back later. Climbed out the window, ran off into the early morning. What was happening? I don't want to get into it. The point is. It didn't jar those people enough to believe that it was out of character for Yuji. So I was crazy, but I was consistently crazy. 
Ferguson does magic in the fucking cage, takes lots of fucking chances, you know, um, and therefore a lot of abuse. But I bet on the guy, I don't, and he always he consistently shows up. And you know, Cerrone said, "No, no, no, this it wasn't the punch after the bell. Nah, I just, I just fucking lost. The guy beat me. I, you know, maybe I shouldn't fight every three weeks." So he didn't say that. That's what I'm saying. Now, now the Baldwin wants to run it back and do it again. Of course he does. Doesn't want this cat fighting McNuggets. Wants to keep McNuggets solvent. Get McNuggets beyond the finish line, the rate, the anal rate finish line. See if they can put that shit to bed and move him ahead. Don't know. Maybe. Maybe. But they, and of course, if people would be interested to see Cerrone, give Cerrone a bit more time. Cerrone doesn't know what money is. Be glad to fight again. Get a second chance. You know, people call, call conspiracy bullshit in this too. What is this guy, a vet, going to blow his nose when his eye is like that? How is he going to do that? Don't know, but he did it. He's okay. I'm going to be as upset with this outcome as Cerrone is, and he wasn't upset. Ferguson was more upset. Why? Possibly because he was anticipating that the Baldwin was going to say, let's run this back again. Can I have my title shot? Well, bro, yeah, I guess you can when they take away, when they stop getting restraining orders against you. Like I said, I've done crazy shit. Nobody's ever got a restraining order against me. Good, I mean, good fight while it lasted, but it didn't last long. Uh, 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 Petra Jan, the other was a poetry be Piotr Jan, Jimmy Rivera. I picked Petra Jan. I like seeing good boxing. There are a couple of cats now coming in. He's like, just like uh, the cat, the catter said, I'm, I'm boxing, real boxers. And when they hit you, they electrocute you. These guys here, these gloves are smaller, but I'm, I'm feeling nothing. Take a few shots, big deal. I'm not going to get knocked out by an MMA guy. No way. Choked out. Armbar. Yes, yes. You know, kicked out. Yeah, but not punched out. No. And he beat Jimmy Rivera. Jimmy Rivera. I'm, I'm a Jimmy Rivera. I'm in the bag for Jimmy Rivera, but this fight I couldn't, I couldn't pick him, and he, he did, 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 did lose. Uh, uh, Blagoy uh, uh, against Tui. I've been watching Blagoy train at uh, AKA. I'd forgotten that. And Steph was like, no, this guy's one of the ensemble champs. Da, 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 da. He was hilarious. He's a tough guy. It's amazing to me to believe that Black Goy is younger than I am. But look at our faces. Put our face. Somebody make a meme and put our faces next to each other. And you tell me who looks older. Man, that guy's a, I, I'm going to go to McDonald's after. I don't know what it would Give me a Big Mac or something. But he, he eked out a decision. He stung to it. It was a really nice shot. And Tui then at that point went street and then lost the fight. So didn't get knocked out, but you can see it was not. Tatiana Suarez, great, great grappler. Do you even jujitsu, bro? Well, she's not a bro, but you know what I mean. I'm using a meme. Making the same mistake wrestlers traditionally make. Yeah, you got him down. You can hold a top position. Throw in some submissions, please. You're undefeated. I picked you to win. You won. That's fine. Well, you open the doors, and now people are starting to notice what's behind the door. And what's behind the door is somebody that I could punch out. What's behind the door is somebody who doesn't have cardio. What's behind the door is somebody who could take me down and can't convert into anything beyond the takedown. Did she deserve to win? Yes, she did. Did she open up the door? Somebody, Steph, believed that if it had gone to five rounds, that Nina answered would one. I don't say that. But I say that if you think that you're going to get out, get serious title contention, People are watching, paying attention, and they got your number. S spread, widen, much like Al Jermaine. 
comes back each time with a different look. That's the look that you got to get. And that lays right into Aljamain uh, Sterling. I mean, I tell you, honest to God, seeing him with Sarah Longo, I don't know, it just reminds me. What is that great line from that Wu-Tang song? You know, Africans and chinks. Uh, wild world of things. And he's talking, banging a slant eye to the fat Milano. And, and he's, uh, you know, uh, uh, what you say? Africans and guineas, niggas and guineas, you know, uh, and I just, I'll, I'll, it just reminds me of me being in Ridgewood at, in John Gotti's neighborhood at the gym I used to go to. Seemed unlikely friendship, you know, these cuisines, you know, if you're not there, but, you know, all my, a lot of my friends have been working class Italian cats, and they, like Eddie Murphy says, they're as close as you're going to get to Negroes. <laughs> So um, I just love seeing him and Sarah Longo, and he's coming out. He, talk about educability. He comes out with different looks each time. Is he ready for the title shot that he's talking about? He was great. Is he ready? I don't know. Don't know. Because part of his greatness is that Sakuraba, Johnny Boney, Joni shit, where I'm going to – I'm gonna, heavy on the arts of Marshall, where I'm going to create as we go along. I'm creating as we go along. And I'm not entirely sure that that always redounds to success. I mean, you look at it has for Johnny Boney Joni because he goes no further than he has to. Like I said, I don't, I still don't get the feeling that we've seen him go dig down more than 60%. And that was against Gustafson. And it was more, not that he did the dig downs, it was more that he fucked around before in, you know, as evidenced by the second fight. But Al Jermaine is coming with new looks. And uh, in other words, he, the, if I had to chart him, he's still on an upward trajectory and still learning. I wouldn't want to see anything sukuju him. I don't know that he's ready, but why not? He's close enough to being ready, and he wants it, and that means a lot. And this is a favorite team. You got to know that because of Matt, Matty Sarah. Um, and uh, Munoz, uh, you know, liked him for his, what he did to Cardi Garbar, but he lost his fair square. Uh, I'm, I'm rushing through. I gotta go. I'm gonna have get. I don't gotta. I get to. Carolina Kavalkovich, sad to see, but Alexa Grasso is the future. Carolina is the past. You know, I like to pick the home team. Can't go on picking. Can't. I, I just can't. I think her time is past. Um, and I actually watched all these fights. Calvin Qatar is another uh, hot shot boxer. Ricardo Lamas, time is past. Uh, Jan. You know, I know you hate when I say this, but I'm not going to sponsor. I'm not. I don't trust state-sponsored athletes all the time necessarily. And if uh, Jonan Yan has made it by USADA, I'd like to see the results because there's not a lot of reliable ways for me to be able to tell who's taking steroids and who's not. But one of the reliable ways has to do with refractory period, and unless somebody's a real cardio monster which her body doesn't seem to support that. The cardio monsters, you can tell. So who though cardio monsters? I mean, you know, Ferguson cardio monster. Their bodies look like it. They look like a cardio monster. And she fought just as hard that third round as she did the first round. And she had big holes. Like John Nash said, well, Angela Hill did better than I thought. It was pretty close, 29-28, pretty fucking close. She held her own. Jan, I don't think, is a killer of the future. I think she's on a development team because they're interested in, in, in continuing to have events in Macau, Asian gambling dollars, whatever. But I'd like to see her test. 
just started to smell weird to me. There's another cat that started to smell weird to me. And um, this is Darren Stewart and, uh, and Bevan Lewis. I'm just the nipple whisperer. I'm seeing nipple weirdness. I'm not even going to say on one of them. But I think Bevan Lewis, you can see they're trying to kind of let lightning striking with the Johnny Boney Joni thing. And I don't think he just, uh, you know, that line from Tom Wolf's line, the right stuff. You went in there different. You all came out looking the same. How's that? Scared. I think his head, he, need, he needs to work on his head and technique. He seems to me to be a sparring athlete. You know, does great in sparring, not so great in fights. Like like Darren Stewart. We'll remember him next time. It was a don't care that became a care. Um, yeah, okay, good. I got some support. Also thought uh, Jan looked like she was juicing. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Vineland and uh, Gregory Popoff, I didn't, I did not like, I didn't care for this because Vineland has let me down, the, uh, uh, Vineland has let me down in the past, but he looked great. Stop with the mustache, bro. We got it. Bronson, we got it. About the eighth time you did that, it was a little too much. Act like you've been there before. First couple of times was cute. It's a good look. You're making it work for you. But don't keep, it's like me saying, like my sweatshirt. Hey, man, check out the sweatshirt, bro. Sweatshirt. Sweat fucking shit. Sweatshirt. Yeah, okay, all right, man, I got it. You got, okay. Is he around for 35? I don't know. And Popoff was interesting to see. Pacing is different. It's different if you're a world-class Muay Thai fighter. Somebody described him as a cannon. That may have been Joe Hogan in D.C. I don't know. And Chukwagian shouldn't have beat Joanne Calderwood. And not just because she never returns my emails or my text or anything like that. She just didn't deserve to win. She sucked. Plain so plain simple, bro. Sucked. Sucked. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Ah, ah. There's a docu-series coming in 2020 called The Robinson Way. Man, I got and another one, a game show I'm supposed to be a host of called Question X. All you got to do is keep saying yes. Keep saying yes, things come true. Okay, let's see. Uh, let's see. You know, segment. I absolutely know where you're going with this. You're a fucking genius. <laughs> yeah, thank you, man. Uh, I know why you're saying this right now. I know why you're bringing this up right now. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I don't know if I finished it, finish it off in a way that, but I got to go. I got two minutes. I got to get to dinner with my kid. One of my kids. One of my kids is in Botswana. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm nervous. Anyway, this is V68. I don't have enough hands because I'm holding I'm holding the blue balls. Hey, remember that little dog we used to have? Yeah, the one that we used to dye pink. Yeah, the one that died, little snowballs. Whatever happened? Yeah, snowballs, courtesy of Roma Raider, a viewer, listener, from way back. Also, the light stands, which make it so that I'm not horror movie styled up. Light from underneath because I have them on the, on the blankets here. But the reality of it is... The reality of it is, Cejudo and Moraes, uh, 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 this was a good fucking fight. If we're going to rank the effectiveness of this drug versus another drug, this was a good fucking fight. It was a good night of fights. They were all good fights in different ways. Even the Ferguson Cerrone, you know, always something fight. Sorry, there's a lunch coming back. These were good fights. In general, I feel better about it than, and I, I saw stuff I'd never seen before. I've never seen what Cejudo did to himself 
I have never seen before. <laughs> and the reality, and the reality of it is, I prefer it. I prefer it. in the same, like I say in this O.J. Simpson piece that I think maybe is running on Aussie.com Monday or Tuesday. If you follow me at Eugene S. Robinson on Twitter, I'll post it when it when it's out. But I said I never liked O.J. Simpson because he's a fucking phony. I've always had it in my. I've never liked phonies. And people go, Eugene, who doesn't like phonies? Well, some people are taken in, and they feel, you know, many, many, sometimes, I, I met, there's very specifically a certain type of woman, and I remember sitting in Virginia with her. I was at Dave Brockie's house, the, the rest in peace. Dave Brockie used to be in that band, Guar, and uh, he was in a band before that called Gang Bang, or Bang Gang. And... Uh, I'm sitting there with this woman, and she's like, yeah, and she points out the bass player at the time, and she bought him all this shit she was itemized, was telling me, and clearly the guy was not faithful. He couldn't be faithful. She goes, yeah, he's a piece of shit, but I love him. She did that to herself. She did that to herself. So some of us are willing to buy into phonies for whatever deep-seated emotional reasons that we have, but I cannot abide them. And I'm not one myself. And being in a band, people like, you know, that come up to you and they're like, hey, man, you remember me? And I say, yeah, you don't remember me. I said, yeah, I do. You're the guy with the girlfriend who she went to the orgy and then she let, oh, shit, you do remember. I don't say I don't remember if I do. And if I didn't remember, I'd say, man, I meet a lot of people. I don't remember you. Go ahead. I don't give a fuck. It's important for me to be able to live with me, and I can't abide by phonies. But Cejudo is not a phony. He's legit. I just don't like that legit. Don't like it. Because it shows me an undeveloped persona, personality, like that British writer said uh, about Trump. Lack of insight. Lack of insight. And that's big. That's big. I can't know you better than you know you. And if I know you better than you know you, you are telling yourself some Brogdonagian and fucking lies about the nature of reality that make you fucking unsuitable for polite company. Anyway, this is V68. Sorry to get in the deep waters. I had to, but that's just, I, you know, I, I wanted to address the, the Cejudo thing. I love him as a fighter. Hate what I find uh, what I find out about him as a human being, you know. Um, maybe he'll change. I mean, if I had to take him versus the anal rapist, I like a guy who digs down digs down deep and doesn't rape anuses. I have to say that. But what's what was attractive about McNuggets was you got the sense that he was taking the piss and he didn't take himself as seriously as he said he took himself, and that's very much part of the UK character. United Kingdom, specifically maybe the Irish character. And it's also part of, you know, everything that comes from the monarchy, you know, it's also part of the Australian character. Can't take yourself, which is why these guys, Australians, end up playing macho heroes uh, uh, on American shows. Mel Gibson, fucking the guy who played Eric Bana, played the Hulk, all these cats, uh, Hugh Jackman. Because straight up machismo, you never go 100% retard. Never go straight up machismo. It's 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 it's, it's distasteful.
tempered by a sense of humor, insight, and self-awareness, it is palatable. And that's why American machismo has been much less effective than UK machismo. Daniel Craig, Idris Elba, insightful machismo. American machismo is like Burt Reynolds, who widely was as a, as a joke, kind of toward the end, took himself too seriously. It fucked up his career in actual fact. America, but what about Arnold? Not American. Stallone hasn't had the type of career that he could have had. He's later played with his image, dragged to have a sense of humor about himself a little bit. American machismo embodied by some electric humorist, embodied by a sujudo, it makes it hard to take. Anyway, this is V68. I'm your host, Eugene S. Robinson. Thanks for listening. You know, uh, we'll see you next on Tuesday. Oh, shit. Monday night, I think they go live with the Care Don't Care preview. And then Tuesday at 7.20, we have If I Did It, immediately followed by If the Shoes Fit, me, Alexi, and Nate. Patrol, 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 patrolers. And, uh, and then the two articles I got on Aussie.com this week. Tune in. Go to patreon.com slash the stomper. Give if you can. We'll see you soon. Until then, look what you made me do!